0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Episode 93, The Paradox. Welcome to The Paradox with your attending, Dr. Eric Larson. He is a practicing anesthesiologist and clinical assistant professor at Michigan State University College of Human Medicine. Listen in as he takes you behind the scenes of what practicing medicine in today's ever-changing world is like with another doctor. The Paradox is a fun and accidentally informative show for physicians, patients, or anyone who has ever found themselves in a waiting room.
1: Welcome to The Paradox. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Larson. Thank you for joining me as we explore the U.S. medical system in a fun and informative format through expert analysis. Today's expert is Zach Zeller, president of Scripco, a fully transparent subscription-based generic medication pharmacy based out of Texas. I'm sure you'll find this discussion as exciting as I did. This is, yet again, more evidence that people are doing innovative things within the healthcare arena to cut costs and provide tremendous value for patients. Scripco's business model is when we almost slap yourself in the head and think, why didn't I think of this? But it's such a brilliant idea, simple and effective and you're going to see how it has the potential to reach and touch a ton of people in this country, and I'm certain you'll find it as intriguing as I do. As a reminder, all the show notes can be found at theparadox.com slash 093. We are closely approaching the century mark, which I can hardly believe. I'd also like to announce the exciting news that I will be joining the Doctors Podcast Network. or be affiliated with other podcasts run by physicians, which will allow me to grow this show so much more than I had before, and it's something I'm super excited about. I hope you are, too. I'd encourage you if you have not yet to pause and subscribe to the show on your podcast player make sure you share it with your friends continue sharing it on social media and have your friends not only listen to this show and an episode which i think is great but also look over the titles and find a couple other episodes that they find intriguing there are lots of different discussions we had on all aspects of medicine not only the delivery system but also a wide range of topics including physician suicide burnout forced organ harvesting is brain death really death as well as entrepreneurial doctors and even some finance. Oh, and a few times talking about COVID. I have some really great interviews lined up in the future where I think you'll learn some more about the delivery system. We're gonna talk a little bit of COVID and we're gonna keep this thing rolling all the way through 100. But without further ado, Zach Zeller from Scripco on how they're going to disrupt the entire generic medication market. Enjoy. Well, hey, this is Eric here with my new friend, Zach Zeller. Zach is the president of Scripco Pharmacy which is an online, I guess we'll call it pharmacy. We'll kind of get into that a little bit more. Super excited about this because uh, as you know, in the show we talk about innovative ways of delivering medical care and medical supplies and things. And so this is clearly right up that alley. So Zach, thanks so much for coming on the show.
0: Absolutely, thanks for having me today, Eric.
1: Well, why don't you talk briefly about what ScripCo is? Because I think it's fairly, uh, I guess, new. I mean, I've not heard of anything like this before. And so why don't you explain to the listeners what exactly it is that you guys do?
0: Absolutely. So Scriptco is a mail-order pharmacy, um, and we operate a little bit differently than, than any other pharmacy in America. Um, we transparently disclose the actual wholesale cost of any non-controlled generic medication. And as a member of Scriptco, um, anyone can buy... Uh, that medication at the actual wholesale cost. So Scriptco only derives its revenue from memberships and not medications. So really in a nutshell, it's a transparent wholesale pharmacy.
1: Yeah, only in America would actually telling people the price of something ahead of time be seen, uh, seen as like revolutionary <laughs> if it's in, in medicine. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's kind of stunning that, um, you know, it's... So I have uh, just pers- I have a direct primary care physician. I think we talked about this before offline. And also I have um, a health sharing, so I actually don't have insurance. I'm kind of one of those weird physicians who doesn't have my own insurance. But um, so I have to do a lot of price shopping, and it comes down to using apps and calling all the pharmacies. And uh, it's amazing the the difference in price for the same generic medication. I'm sure I'm assuming most of the wholesalers are fairly similar in pricing, uh, but that you can see a almost six times markup from one, you know, on, and it's also random from one pharmacy to the other. You won't find one that's consistently higher or lower in town. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, you, well, you said you've, and also offline, you mentioned that you you have uh, traditional retail pharmacies as well experiencing that. So how does that sort of thing happen? So
0: there's a middleman that that not very many people know about, and they're being talked about more and more, um, obviously, as ty- time goes on. But um, you know, there's these there's these middlemen called pharmacy benefit managers, right. and there's three large, famous pharmacy benefit managers, and that's Optum, Express Scripts, and Caremark CVS. And uh, between those three, they do over a billion dollars a day in um, in in revenue. Um, Optum, half of Optum's total revenue is, or I'm sorry, half of United's total revenue, is derived from their PBM, Optum. Um, and you know, this is all stuff you can go look up. Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's a very complicated relationship. It is like the ultimate Fox in the hen house. Um, you know, between the insurer, the pharmacy and the pharmacy benefit manager, in a lot of these, um, larger corporations, and I won't name them, but if anyone wants to do some research, they can find out that they own the insurance company, they own the PBM and they own the pharmacy. And so it's a little malalignment, you know, um, from, from the consumer. And so ultimately the reason that prices are just so wildly, wildly fluctuating. And, and when you look at our prices versus, you know, even a traditional insurance copay, I mean. Lisinopril is a perfect example. So, if you look at nationally, the average copay for a 30-day supply of Lisinopril is $15, right. and with script code, Lisinopril is literally 30 cents for a 30-day supply. <laughs> you can get a whole year for $3.65, and it's just—it's just the actual wholesale cost, right? And so, it's a markup created by a middleman who sets a price versus transparency and access, and that's really the reality of of the market.
1: It's so hard to me to to wrap my head around the fact that there's this really big market availability for someone like you to come in and and say, well, we have a membership price you pay to be, you know, to you pay us a fee every month and we'll just provide those medications yeah, for you.
0: Yeah, $120 a year. Yeah. $120 a year or $45 a quarter. That's it. It's that yeah. simple. It, it's so easy. And that, and
1: that you actually have room. I mean, you're doing that. I'm assuming you're making money. So there's obviously room there for that that you can make a profit. It just shows what the—I mean—the amount of slack, I guess you'd call it—in the—in the system that they can charge so much more. I—I I noticed once I got—I get my medications in Michigan. We're allowed to get our our physicians allowed to dispense medications a direct primary care physician. So she pays. She charges ten percent above wholesale to cover her cost for you know getting all the hassle or whatever. But, um, but even with those prices, it's not even. I, w- I saw what I was paying for the same medications with my insurance the year before with copays, and like as you say, it's. I mean. You, <laughs> the copay is the price was probably three or four times, if not more than what I pay now. It's, it, it's really amazing.
0: Absolutely. So one of the reasons this company started and, and really the the tipping point for this whole thing was my bride, Amy came to me and said, Hey, we're paying $44 and 37 cents per pill for my Ella It's a migraine medication It's made by Teva. It was 40 milligram. And, um, she was like, can I get it cheap through your pharmacy? And I thought, well, no, I know you can't. Cause the insurance price is the insurance price. No matter where you go, if you're using your mm-hmm. insurance. But I said, well, we'll just buy it at the wholesale cost and dispense it that way. Right. Um, and so I go and look up Tiva 40 milligram, L L-t- triptan. So we're paying forty four thirty seven a pill. And the wholesale cost is $2 and 99 cents. And you're talking <laughs> identical pill, identical manufacturer. It is the same thing through insurance, you pay forty four dollars and thirty seven cents, and the actual wholesale cost is two dollars and ninety nine cents. So that one medication alone saves us over eighteen hundred dollars a year um, using using Scriptco over uh, our Humana plan.
1: Yeah, I know you hear these numbers, and it, again, it, it's hard to really believe because um, the savings are so tremendous. And I I always look at that and I think, why did why has no one else done this before? Is it? Do you think it's? Um... Is it because people thought, well, there was no uh, deductible pro- pressure before? People weren't really shopping around much for medications? Or or I just don't know. I mean, it's 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 because there's been mail order pharmacies for quite a while, so that's nothing new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that ultimately, once I dove in and really saw, I did a ton of research for three weeks. I mean, I was up till two, three o'clock every, every night trying to understand economically how to bring a solution to market that creates access for everyone and drives costs down and that could potentially move the market. Right. And so I was researching percentage of medications, dispensed statins versus, you know, just going literally across the board. And, and really I had this like spider web in my office on this wall over here of stuff <laughs> I was trying to figure out. And, and, and really when it boiled down the only way that you can really just hammer the market, is to create transparency number one Mm -hmm. and create access well the reason you can't do that in the traditional insurance setting is the pharmacy benefit manager won't allow it and so you have to get out of the insurance environment to do it and so you know i was racking my head or my head against the wall and i thought man the best way to do this everyone's used to it let's do a subscription model and we'll derive all the revenue from the subscription model and, and, and give the actual transparent wholesale cost in a quote calculator on our website. And that's exactly what it is. Anyone can go to scripco.com. They can look up the actual wholesale cost of any non-controlled generic medication. We have no formulary as long as it's generic and it's not a controlled, you can get it through Scriptco 100% of the time. Um, you know, we, we're really excited about it. It's been hugely disruptive already. Um, We're getting phone calls left and right from people you'd think you'd never talk to. So um, it's been a ton of fun.
1: (laughs) It must be a lot of fun just having a a concept that you thought, well, it makes a lot of sense. You figured it out and it's going to provide tremendous value to people, uh, you know, to transform people's lives, right? I mean, they suddenly have a lot more disposable income that now they can get all those medicines. Maybe they had to make choices. Now they don't have to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, helping people in, in, in our minds one of the most fun things on, on, on earth. Right. I mean, we've all had stuff and I don't think anyone can look you straight in the eye and say that stuff can love you back, but humans can. And so helping people, man, that's as good as it gets. And, and being oh, able yeah. to yeah. create a viable business out of helping people um, in, in, in a tremendous, in a potentially tremendous way is just uh, you wake up every morning ready to start swinging at people. So it's, uh, it's fun.
1: Yeah, well, and that's why we go to medicine. I we go to medicine to help people, and you go into business and into the market to provide people value for that they you know can, it's going to change their lives. You know, maybe dramatically, maybe not, but that's sort mm-hmm. of the the great thing about this. Um, so I look at look at your website. Obviously, you're not well. I guess the first question: How long have you been open?
0: So we opened October of 2019. Um, we did friends and family um, through 19, so just. Just to make sure that our systems were functioning correctly. Um, and then started doing a little marketing in in January. And Fox News in DFW kind of got a hold of us and and said, Hey, we want to know a story about this, but we gotta learn more, and make sure this is real, because it really seems too good to be true. And we're like, we get phone calls yeah. every day about people saying there's no way this is possible, it's too good to be true. And 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 we would have people call genuinely and not sign up because they thought something funny was going on so you know fox ran a story on us a five-minute segment and did a ton of i mean they looked everywhere you know they called wholesalers that we buy medications from i mean they it was a it was a one-month workup to them actually coming to the pharmacy and filming and then once they came and filmed uh corona hit and it kind of slowed things down a little bit but then they actually aired the story <laughs> yeah. Uh, May, May 13th. And since then it's just been a rocket ship that,
1: uh, that was, if you had tried to plan a, or to actually do a commercial, you couldn't have done a nicer commercial than what that story was. I mean, they found people who, you know, have a lot of medications and I mean, show the tremendous value and the, the potential for this product. Um, right now you're available in, I think seven or eight States. It looks like eight Texas, Massachusetts, yeah. Idaho, Nebraska, Illinois, Utah, Arizona, Kentucky. Sorry, all my Michigan listeners. Uh, you're working at Wisconsin. What is the what is the limitation there for getting into states? Is it a is it a state regulatory problem? So,
0: the limitation just comes down to time and money. Um, we're actually doing okay. a fundraise right now, um, and we've got verbally um, some money that we're raising, and we expect to start getting checks in the next week or so. And so once once we get our first um, fundraise check, that there's a certain amount of money that we're setting aside to give to a third party company um, that can do the rest of the licensing for us. And we'll be licensed in all 50 States by December at the latest.
1: And then I know you were again, offline you were t- mentioning about some other functionality you're going to have with it right now. It's just a website or a mobile phone, but I imagine you mentioned something about an app. What is uh, what's coming up with that?
0: Yeah. So we'll have the first fully functioning um, mobile app that allows you to literally do anything you can do over the phone right so you can request refills you can pay for your medications you can pause your medications you can look at your medication order history you can look at your medication payment history you can talk to a pharmacist without actually dialing a phone number it actually dials it through the system you will also be able to uh did i say request refills i think i said request refills
1: yeah.
0: um and and so really it's a it's an all-encompassing solution Um, again, to access, if you want, if you want to price a med in the app, you can price the med in the app, you know, you don't have to be on the website. Um, so it really does Mm -hmm. everything as well as your membership, right? So your, your membership information's all in there. So you can change from a quarterly to an annual or annual to quarterly or pause it or, you know, completely mix it, whatever you want to do through the app.
1: We talked about pharmacy benefit managers quite extensively in this show, episode five being the first one. (laughs) That'll be linked to in the show notes at theparadox.com slash um, 093. But when it comes to pharmacy benefit managers, it's the, uh, you know, I think when most people think of like a grocery store, I always use this analogy because I think it's the simplest. You know, when you go to the grocery store, you know how much a banana costs. You go across town, a banana's pretty much the same price. You know, it's about, you know, eight cents a banana or something. And many of the, the people are pushing right now uh, to try and get increased transparency within the system to know what the... Contract prices are from insurance companies and, and the, um, the, maybe the surgeries or the hospitals or the physicians. Uh, but you know, ultimately, f- consumers don't really care about that. I mean, if you think about it, you don't really go to the grocery store and wonder how much that grocery store is spending on bananas, right? All, all you care about is the price that you're paying when you go into the store. And you know that with the market, since there are fairly transparent prices, the, mar- the prices are going to be fairly similar within the market. I mean, there might be some higher end grocery stores, nicer bananas or whatever. Uh, you don't care if the store is getting it for 1 cent or 2 cents because and so in medicine we for whatever reason we're trying kind of pushing to try and get that exposed when a much simpler thing was just why don't we just have the price at the end be be known and then you don't have to spend all this time trying to decipher contracts between insurers do you feel like the safe harbor laws are going to make a are going to make a significant impact uh, cuz i know trump just recently signed an executive order to repeal safe harbor act which to provide some sort of protection for these PBMs and insurers or do you think it won't make much difference because ultimately there's not much transparency which is obviously my position but I'm curious what you think
0: well there's some there's some bigger PBMs in the marketplace that just started um, Gpos in Switzerland and uh, a couple other places literally within the last 45 days so I have a sneaking suspicion they already have another idea for how they're going to pivot Uh, because I mean, when you have revenue of over a billion dollars a day, I think you can build a lot of lobby in your favor and understand where the market's going before it actually goes there. And I, I personally don't think PBMs are going to go away silently. Um, I think they have way too much control and I think they have, um, so much capital that it allows them to make pivots that continue to support their, you know, overhead.
1: Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, and that's my impression too, that they have the the lobbying ability to move legislation and regulate the regulation, at least to protect them or allow them, as, as you said, allow them some sort of exit so that they can still maintain the revenue stream in an, another way. But as long as you have a system that is designed to have a third party paying for things, you're going to have a very sort of circuitous. Right. Way of figuring out costs. Right. Right. What do you think the plan is for, for your you with like um, states that dispense? I know with like direct primary care, my physician can dispense medications. I recognize that direct primary care physicians are a very very small portion of the market at this time, and they can most states, not in Texas, but in most states, they can dispense medications. Right. What do you think their role is with a script co? Is that something that you think that they just they use and they don't have to worry about dispensing in their office?
0: We already work with several different um DPC physicians that are happy to not have to dispense medications anymore, frankly. Yeah. Um sure. because they really are trying to, you know, make an impact in the marketplace. And for their member to be able to pay $120 a year and get get medications actually typically a little cheaper than they can get them for because we have a little bit more buying power and a little bit more know how. Um because we've been owning and operating traditional pharmacies, like I said, as a group for over twenty five years. So you know, um, some of them that get territorial about it are probably making money somehow, um, you know, because otherwise, if they truly are, you know, if it's truly is a break even for them, that they, they want to push it off uh, as quickly as they can, because all it is, is, is work, you know. Um, so, and, oh, and yeah. the other thing is, too, a lot of them don't have every single medication they may potentially want to prescribe, right? Whereas... Yeah. Scriptco. As long as it's a non-controlled generic, you can get it through us. You can you can access any non-controlled generic through Scriptco because again, we don't have a formulary. We have a thirty-six hundred square foot pharmacy that houses a boatload of medications, and if we don't have it, we order it and we get it the next day.
1: So, give people a little look under the hood as far as wholesalers, because I think you know. Unless you're in the pharmacy business, you don't know how that actually works. Are there yeah. lots of wholesalers in the country? Is that do they come, and how do they do? They just contract directly with the pharmaceutical manufacturers uh, in the generic plants. I mean,
0: absolutely. So, so there's this is the top supply chain of of pharmacy in America, right? So you have brand name manufacturers and you have generic manufacturers, right? Those branded and generic manufacturers. of the time sell to a wholesaler and then the wholesaler sells to the pharmacy. So that's the top line of supply chain in America, brand or generic to the wholesaler, wholesaler to the pharmacy, right? Then you think about the pharmacies kind of in that top right-hand corner of the piece of paper. And then between the pharmacy and the patient down in the bottom right-hand corner is that pharmacy benefit manager, right? So pharmacies are used to, buying directly from the wholesaler. There are, we currently work with 38 different wholesalers um, to try and drive the lowest price um, every time. There's what are called primary wholesalers and secondary wholesalers. Primaries are your massive wholesalers like your um, McKesson, you know, your um, Henry Shines. Oh gosh, I'm totally blanking on the name of the other really big one. That's embarrassing. Anyways, Uh, It's Sunday. I haven't had enough coffee. Um, The other really big wholesaler, which I'm sure I'll blurt out in a second. um, Those are are examples of primaries, right? Um, But ultimately, primaries and secondaries supply the marketplace. And, you know, not everybody always buys from a primary. You know, you can buy back and forth because a lot of times the primaries have higher prices than secondaries. Um, and it's still the same manufacturer. It's still the same medication. It's just, you know, we're all buying Reeboks. It's just, did you buy Reeboks from, you know, the finish line or did you buy Reeboks from, you know, the Reeboks store online, it's still the same shoe. So ultimately the supply chain is very tight when it comes to wholesalers. Um, they're regulated very heavily by the FDA and, and, um, they get, you know, and they're not investigated. They get, um, Surprise visits to make sure they're inspected and yeah, right. yeah, inspections, and so as long as you're buying from a, a U.S. based wholesaler, um, you know, it's a very tight supply chain.
1: And you got, and you, I assume, you use all U.S. based to make it yep. simpler for your licensing and things. Yeah, uh, do you? I mean, I don't know if this is even a lot if you're allowed to say this, but uh, as far as the demographics, do you what do you have for demographics as far as like age? Do you have? People who are, say, in their 60s and 70s who are members because even though they're on Medicare?
0: Absolutely. So we have a woman who signed up who is 96 years old all on her own, um, went through the join process, and uh, she's getting all of her medications from us. And and we have, you know, people that are as young as, you know, well, there's people that have been kids that have been signed up by their parents, Um, but our, our median age actually is 55 so when you look at all of yeah. our members the average age is is 55 years old so um, you know you could have that member for 20 30 years um, sure over the course of of their you know maintenance medication usage
1: right I mean obviously people who are young generally generally don't have on a lot of medications and but those who are older do but you know people always assume I think with Medicare that your medications are free or that you're not getting, but um, there's a, there's a lot of shopping. I mean, it's not even close to that. And which is why I always find it funny when people say Medicare for all, they assume everything is totally free. Like you have, they have no, no clue. You have no idea. I mean
0: people who, who, who yeah. think that way, you know, not to sound rude, but it's, it, it is absolute ignorance. It's someone who says that has no clue what they're talking about. And if you're in the know and you hear someone say that, you know, I'm just like, Oh, I got to bite my tongue. Cause you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't navigate the political correctness waters as well as I used to, and and it's like you know I, I don't try and be ugly about it, but it's like man, I just wish people wouldn't make statements about things they know nothing about because it is very challenging and creates a lot of chaos in the marketplace because it just creates misinformation.
1: Where do you see your company in? Well, I mean, obviously by the end of the year you're everywhere. You're throughout the entire United States mm-hmm. I guess you know do you have a lot of extra comp- I'm just trying to think about whether competitors I mean what? You, how much disruption are you seeing from your company oh. like do you see mostly locally in Texas or I mean I'm sure people are upset
0: but yeah um I, I I think we'll have over a million members in Scriptco within three years um easily frankly um just based on the numbers we have now um if, if we continue to grow the way we're growing right now with minimal minimal marketing, right? I mean, we, we, our customer acquisition cost is almost nothing right now. And um, in three years right now, if we didn't grow it off, we just continued growing the way we're growing, you know, uh, we, we have about 150,000 members in three years. And, and that's without mm-hmm. pouring any gasoline on the fire. We have a lot of tricks up our sleeves to really get the word out on this um, in an impactful and meaningful way. And, um, you know, we just want people to be able to save money and and live a better life and not have to worry about their, the cost of their medications. You know, I mean, it it, it is unfortunately uh, a normal occurrence to have to worry about your meds and, and their costs, you know, it's constantly changing. It's scary. And, and, you know, money is not an easy thing to come by. So we just want to get the word out and, and really this thing home and, and and we have a really good plan to do so
1: yeah I think it'd be interesting if you're for the listeners you go go to scriptco.com again the link will be on the web, the show notes but uh, just to type in the medications you might be using or in your family and just to get an idea of what, how much they are because I know with so with my family five years ago we had your traditional Hmo plan then we got moved an HSA and as soon as we moved to HSA we started shopping around more for medications and just be more you know, conscious of the cost. and I think most Americans like this, right? For most of our lives, we really didn't pay any attention to the cost of anything because it was a copay, and you just, and you made the fairly simple assumption that is, oh, well, it's got to be cheaper than you know paying the retail price of the medication. Uh, and but now within HSA, you recognize the difference in pharmacies, obviously, and now that I don't have any insurance, I'm much more conscious of my my costs, and it's startling, you know, the difference but i would encourage you to just go and look because you may think it's uh, you may think insurance or prepaid healthcare whatever you want to call it is the best way to go but when you look at the cost it i mean you're 9 10 20 times difference in cost it's it is really startling and again it doesn't it's so big that you don't even think it's possible
0: yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, I think I think you know. Again, no matter what you're talking about, educating yourself um, on whatever topic you you would like to know about is critical, right? And the only way you can truly educate yourself is by taking some time to understand all the sides of the story and and uh, and then make your own decision about how how you think about something. But ultimately, you can't get there without educating yourself.
1: And the first thing is a, you know, a little bit of a curiosity to, to find out what's going on. Uh, any f- parting thoughts, any, uh, things you'd like people to know about your company? I mean, I just found out about you like a, two weeks ago. <laughs> it was super excited that, that someone's doing something like this. What are the things you got, uh, have you got out there?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're just excited to be here and be a solution. Um, we're, we are bringing, um, to market also a, um, telehealth solution, um, that will be $20 a month for the entire family. You can have unlimited visits to primary care and urgent care. Um, so we'll have a telehealth solution also to try and drive down the cost. Um, and then, you know, lastly, um, everyone gets four free shipments a year as a script member. And, and we try and create some parallel incentive between them and us, because if we can dispense 90 day supplies every time it makes our pharmacy much more efficient. Um, and so we can save our members money also, right? So our goal is to med sync everything ship everything all at once and get four four shipments out to our members a year and then they don't have to uh ever pay shipping
1: i again encourage everyone to check out scriptcode.com. zach zeller president of Scriptcode. thank you so much for being on the show
0: thank you so much for having me eric i appreciate the time thanks for listening to the paradox if you like what the doc is doing please subscribe and leave a review on itunes or stitcher and share the show with your friends. Become a supporting listener to get access to special bonuses at patreon.com forward slash the paradox. Show notes can be found at theparadox.com.